I'm Carly Walton, and this is the Teach Music Online Podcast, a show where you'll find tips and strategies for growing your music studio, whether that's in person or online. Have you ever felt as a music teacher like you were stuck in a rut? Maybe you were at a point in your career where you were not able to recruit new students, or perhaps you've decided to teach online and you feel a little stuck for where to market, or maybe you just are at a a standstill and you don't know if your methods are working, or if you're even good enough as a teacher, or those are the questions you're asking yourself. Just so you know, if you have those thoughts, those fears, those crippling moments, you're not alone. I hear so many teachers inside our membership talk about the real challenges of being a business owner, of being an entrepreneur, of trying to manage a music studio on your own and having these big dreams but not knowing how to achieve them or how to get there. You can feel like there is just so much pushing against you. Maybe you even have people in your life that are doubting your ability to do good, to do big things. And I wanted to talk about this topic today with somebody who I really respect. Her name is Kat Marie. She is in our coaching program and she has accomplished so many incredible things In her life as an entrepreneur, as a musician, she has started multiple businesses that have been successful. She and her husband climbed out of $100,000 in debt when they were first married, which we talk about in this episode. And she has a thriving business teaching piano, which she didn't start until recently, until these last few years. And I love her perspective on connection with students and creating a studio that you love and really having a love for teaching. And when you have a love for teaching, success follows. And there are so many amazing insights in here. Kat Marie also has an amazing faith in God, and she has been fairly reliant on that connection with God throughout her career in directing her choices and in directing her decisions. So you will hear her mention that and myself as well as we discuss, you know, how to make some big life choices when you're making decisions like this. So I hope that these topics resonate with you. I hope that you find some encouragement because I want you to know that I'm listening, that we're listening to those hard things going on in your life. I told Kat, I said, you know, I get so many emails from teachers that are really, really struggling. Um, And I want more than anything for these teachers who have this incredible skill and, and then on top of that, a, a real love for education and for sharing that gift with students. And sometimes they're just missing that like that inner confidence to really go out and make it happen. And I hope that you are encouraged today by our discussion. I just wanted to share that intro because I feel like it's special enough that you, you need to listen to this and, and just... have a moment to yourself where you can really reflect on some of the things that we we talk about and share. I think Kat Marie is wonderful and I I think her stories um, are relatable, especially near the end when we talk about financial freedom and getting out of debt and how challenging that can be, but also how rewarding it can be. So thank you for tuning in. We'll go ahead and go right over to that interview with Kat Marie. 
Hold thanks on. for joining me today, Kat, and welcome. Yeah, thanks, Carly, for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Really excited. Oh, good. I've just loved having you as a member in TMO since you've joined and you love performing in our open mic events, which has been <laughs> so fun. Everything, everything that you do and share has just been so great. Thank you. It's fun. I love the community. Like I, it's one of those things where when I was looking before I was joining, I was like, I think this is a really fun way to like meet awesome teachers. <laughs> and that's really what it was for me. It's like, I want to meet other teachers, you know, because I feel so, I felt so, I mean, I, I have my other community of teachers with the method that I teach, which is simply music, but still, like, I feel like I need to just be more within the teacher realm and like be surrounded by people who do the same thing as me, because it's a new, a new thing for me. You have have explained to me or, or shared with me your passion for really connecting with students with their parents and, and really like building a passion and love for music and really more specifically having amazing growth in your studio. And mm -hmm. that didn't come, I don't think it came from some pursuit of marketing, but it really came from how you connect with your students. Can you share with us kind of your experience as whatever you want to share from that, <laughs> from going from five students to feeling like you, you wanted to build and then how you went about doing that? Yeah, I think for me, uh, you know, when I first started, because I, I didn't know much about the piano teaching world aside from like, okay, now I have this method that I chose that I believe in that I like. And then, okay, so this is the what, what I'm going to teach. And then now how do I grow my studio? So in the growth aspect, I was like, well, the only thing I know how is by reaching out to friends and family and just telling them, hey, I'm going to give you guys four free lessons. So for the first three months when I started teaching, I literally just um, reach out to all my Facebook friends that I feel like I'm really connected with, right? And I just said, hey, I'm teaching piano now. Um, come come play with me I, or learn with me. I will give you four classes for free <laughs> and no pressure. And so I, I did that for three months and it was literally just at the very beginning, I would just say to them, hey, thank you so much for letting me teach you like this is something that I'm doing and it's new um, so I'm glad that you're trusting me so I was kind of upfront with them telling them that I'm not like someone who's been doing this forever but I am new so I'm glad that you're actually coming to me and trusting me with your journey right and I said um, this is for you to try out and if you don't like it and you don't resonate with how I teach it's totally okay you don't have to continue and I think that um, you know parents and students really love that because they were like okay, we can just really try this. This is not some sort of like, you know, I'm going to sign up for free. And then at the end, it's going to be, I'm going to be pressured to sign up, right? So at the end of the four free lessons, I just tell them, this is what I charge and this is how it's going to work. If you guys want to continue, email me. If not, it's totally all good. I'm happy you're here, you know? And, and then I also um, add with them that like, if you still want to learn, but you think that my method is not something that you want to uh, pursue or continue with, I said, tell me, and then I'll connect you with other piano teachers, right? That you may want to try, um, because at the end of the day, if you want to learn, I just want you to learn regardless, whether that's with me or with someone else. And so I started with that. So in the, in the kind of like marketing side of things, um, that's kind of how I did it. And it was so like pressure free, completely pressure free. And now I'm a part of this like, um, uh, kind of like a business branding thing that tells me it's called, you know, pressure free persuasion. And I'm like, that's exactly what I did. It was like pressure free, you know? Um, so now I kind of like have a term for it. But when it comes to connection, I just really believe that like, you just have to show your 
kids that you love them so much. Like I just, I just like really like in every class, you know, I ask them like, I start my class with asking them what they're, they're thankful for. So I always try to make conversation in the beginning. And then um, at the end of the class, I always ask the parents to like come onto the screen and be like, hey, this, this is their homework. This is what we did today. I just, I just make sure that they're really involved. Um, so that's kind of how it is. Like, I just make sure they're really involved. And then um, I'm always, you know, and when it's birthdays, I always make sure that they're uh, greeted happy birthday. I always text them. I message them. I always make posts about them, <laughs> tag their parents however I can, all these fun things. And um, my parents always say, like, we feel your love. That's like one, number one thing that they say. And so that's to me is like, you know the most amazing thing <laughs> I could ever ask. <laughs> yeah, would you would you um, say that your growth really comes back to that in infusing mm -hmm. that love, that curiosity in your students, that like yeah. actually interested teacher? Do you think that that has got the ball rolling and really got your students to start talking about you? I know you mentioned you're using Facebook, but what do you think uh, caused that referral system to start? Yeah, it's exactly that. It's like building trust with the with my existing students and their families. And then it's building the trust, but then also seeing that their kids actually really love learning because um, the lessons are fun. You know, they come and I mean, one time, um, one of my students had a technical difficulty at the end and I was helping them out and I was I was stayed with them I was helping them out for 20 minutes figure out like what to do with their materials and everything and then the dad was like like cat like I really see like like your love for these kids like he just told me he's like I see my daughter he's like every day he, she learns and she gets confident and confident every single week you're very patient with her like he just started saying these things and I was like whoa <laughs> like inside I was like I'm gonna cry I'm like okay thank you <laughs> you know but yeah that's really it like I think that when they see that you're so passionate and then you know because because I'm so passionate about them having fun I, I get really excited about creating all these like fun things. And so they get a chance to uh, engage in fun activities. And then they're like, oh, come to this piano teacher because this piano teacher not only, you know, loves, loves her students, cares for her students, and then provides all these like fun activities and challenges and all these things, you know, I mean, I, for one of the challenges that I did this past week, I mean, I, I mean, sometimes I go over and sometimes like, is this really worth it? And I'm like, yes, it is really worth it. <laughs> you know, because it's a lot of work. It is a lot of extra work that they don't see. You know, I mean, I printed the challenge sheets. I bought stickers and I put it with the challenge sheet and with the stickers. I mail it to them. Every single one had like challenge sheet and stickers. And when there's 50 of them, that's not easy to do, you know. Um, and so and then the challenge was for them to send me a video every single day, you know, and it's a lot. <laughs> so wow. um, but it's worth okay, it so it's so fun so fun and and it it shows it's not just like money for you you know it shows like yeah. this teacher really cares about yes it's her business because I know you and I know you're professional with everything you do mm -hmm. but you also put your heart into it I'm curious are you online still partially online because you really had a lot of your growth during the pandemic mm -hmm. it's all online still all online. and I've uh, I've kind of said because we move now and now I actually have a space like a studio which is nice and I've said to my students that I may want to open for um, in person and all of them are like now nah, online <laughs> Even for the ones who live close to me, you know, I have some students that are literally like two miles down the road. They're like mm, online. 
Wow. What do you think are some of the things that they, is it, I mean, I know because I know online teaching is the best, but from the student's perspective, what what do you think, why are they preferring online? Um, I think that so many things are going on. Like there's just so much like the world is moving so fast and there's so many adjustments that we have to deal with every single day. And when you're a parent and then when you have all these you know, kids and it's like everybody's schedules and then having to think about like driving someone else to a place when you have the other kids. And even if you have one child, like, and maybe you have one child, but you're also like a career woman, a career parent, you know, that like is involved in so many other entrepreneurial things. Like you're just like, I don't want to have the, I don't want to take the time to drive my child to a piano lesson and the gas prices, you know, it's crazy. (laughs) Maybe when the gas prices are a little bit better, maybe my parents are going to be like, okay, I think we're going to go in person (laughs) now, you know, so. It's so um, convenient. And when you've, you've already proven the success of being, you know, the learning experience online that it actually is just as great, if not in some cases better because of the tools you have when you're online. Yeah. you know, and the the ability to mute if you need to, and you know all of yeah. the, all of the things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, totally. That's so exciting! So, what's the future of your studio look like? Are you, what are what are your long term goals? Are you happy where you're at? Are you, what are you thinking? Uh, my long term goal right now is to. <laughs> I'm, I'm always think I always think about like moonshot ideas, like really like big and I'm just you know big audacious goal <laughs> goals that I have I have a like big audacious goal for my for my studio overall because I have all these different interests I mean I've danced forever um I've taught Ariel before and I don't train Ariel as much now but I'm getting back into it um, my husband loves martial arts he used to own his own like martial arts studio when he was in upstate New York before he moved to here in in LA and so we have this big dream of like you know someday this is all going to be like a big studio somehow that combines dance and Ariel and then piano and then <laughs> martial arts I don't know you know just like when it comes to like just big things that I'm thinking of like that's what I kind of like envision right but when it comes to specific things of like what I'm actually doing to move towards that I am in the middle of um creating my kind of like my webinar that's going to go out into a funnel system that will reach out to teachers that uh, will want to teach for my company um, because I really want to hire teachers that I can trust that I can build great relationships with that are going to be with me for a long time because I want teachers that are going to stay for a long term, you know, so that's really, I mean, I know, you know, uh, life happens and goals change and all these things and people grow. And of course, like maybe people won't stay with you for as long, but my, my, my goal, my, my, perfect client avatar is someone that is wanting to teach for a studio um, that does not want to have to deal with the business side of things, but just want to go alongside an established studio and grow with them like for really long term, you know, because I always think like when I was a child, I was with the same piano teacher for 10 years from six years old until I graduated college, uh, I mean, high school in 16. And I want teachers to be with me for that long, <laughs> you know, to see their kids uh, grow and their students grow. So my, uh, that's my specific thing that I'm doing right now is creating my webinar that's going to funnel out so that I can start hiring teachers. So that hopefully when they watch the one, the webinar, you know, it's going to weed out the people that are like, oh, that's not for me or, you know, and then, and then book a call and then let's do an interview. Let's see if it's the right fit, like all that stuff. 
That's so exciting. And it really does seem like it seems like the next step for you, given that you're full, given yeah. that you love what you do and you have methods that are working that your students enjoy and yeah. to bring other teachers on board. So are you thinking you will train them as well in your methods so they'd be like an employer? Or are they going to be like a contracted teacher who you send students to? Yeah, I think they're more going to be like an employee. Yeah, that that I'm going to train them, and it's very specific and everything. Yeah, um, oh, I exciting. like I I like more of the idea of that just because I really believe in the method that I teach, and I I've just seen like how effective it is and how fun it is for students. So it's like I've I've honestly I've toggled back and forth, you know, with like the 10.99 and and all that stuff. And I know the other stuff has more costs to it, but like I think at the end of the day, it gives me more of like it's not even about control, but it's just about effectivity. Like I like the effectiveness of it, right? And and I like I like it when it's streamlined. <laughs> you know, I, I like things streamlined if that makes sense. So like when there's like if there's multiple methods, my mind is just gonna be like, what? You know, and then <laughs> every parent has a different issue because maybe this one wasn't as effective and then this one was great. Like it was it it would just like make my yeah. mind go crazy. <laughs> it makes sense. It, it, yeah. Hearing your personality of what you like to do and how you like to teach that really truly makes sense. Yeah. I, I'd love to hear, I, there's so many questions I have, but um, you know, we have teachers inside our community and outside who listen, who they're just, they just feel so stuck. They feel, mm. um, they feel like they're passionate about teaching. They feel like they're set up. They have the methods. They might have mm -hmm. like five to 10 students and they just don't know where to go. Maybe they don't have a big community to reach out to and give free lessons to, mm -hmm. you know, or maybe they've tried that and it just didn't go anywhere. Do you have any like mindset thoughts for them for how to get them out of this kind of rut of feeling kind of down? And, and some of them even have reached out to me and feel like um, they might need to start teaching at a school, even though they mm -hmm. don't want to, they, but they'd mm -hmm. way rather teach private, you know, online lessons. Mm -hmm. I think that anytime that there, like there's like a bottleneck, there's like a stuckness, right? Like a wall or whatever that is. I think personally for me, because I've felt that many times, you know, with like ever changing, like, do I really want to dance my entire life? Like, dan I mean, as a dancer, which is what I've done for my, my entire life, it's, it's hard. It's like, I'm constantly auditioning. I'm constantly putting myself out there and it's like, hi, this is me. Hope you like me. <laughs> you know, It's constant, you know, and then um, going into stunts was the same, going into acting, it's the same. And I'm realizing that wherever you go, whatever industry you do, like same thing, being a piano teacher, it's like, hi, this is me. I teach piano. Hope you like me. <laughs> you know, everywhere you go, it's literally the same. Nothing changes. Whether you are an entrepreneur or you go into a workplace, right? You're, you're whether you're new or you've been at the same workplace for a while same company you've been working there for a while you still have to establish relationships you still have to establish the likability you still have to establish like connectivity and all that stuff and i think what it really boils down to is yourself like it's it's you so when there's a bottleneck um i think it's time to get quiet and just be like okay what are the belief systems that i have about myself that is because honestly the way people see us is 
what we project, what we project out there, right? So I, I feel I, I at least I, I think that's what it is. So if I if I feel like and I, I talked to you about this earlier, you know, when I was like, I just never thought that I'm like a good enough pianist, you know, and I've had to work on that. I've had to literally like and even to to now, like I keep telling myself, no, cat, like it's not about being good enough. You're just good. That's it. It's not about in the word enough. It's like you're good, period. You're great, period. <laughs> you know, and and it's not good enough, but I'm enough, period. <laughs> you know, it's so I think it's a lot of um uh I love I love reading a lot of books. I'm reading I'm currently reading Gabby Bernstein's uh The Universe Has Your Back. I love uh I'm currently reading also like Joe Dispenza. I'm not sure if pe people are familiar with Dr. Joe Dispenza. It's a crazy story about him going into an accident and he was supposed to have this crazy surgery in his back, but he opted not to get that surgery. But then he healed himself literally from mindset. Like it's crazy. It's just this miraculous thing. But there's this thing about like elasticity in our brain and neuroplasticity that, that happens where it's like a lot of the things in our brain, it's literally just like automatic thoughts, right? It's literally automatic thoughts that we've done over and over again. And if we're stuck in that thinking, that's what we project out there in the world, right? And so I think my number one, um, um, uh, what do you call that, advice is uh, to, to get quiet and to understand, like, you know, whether you believe in God, like I do. So I, I always like pray, I'm like, God, like, help me with this mindset that I have. Like, how do you see me? Um, Ariana Grande has this song that when she when she sang it, I was like, does she know that she's singing that does she know that she's even singing about God right now? <laughs> she has this song called Um I, I Want to Love Me from I Hope it's something like I Hope Love Me from Your Perspective. Love me for it's I can I have completely butchered the lyrics, but look it up. She's talking about I I hope <laughs> Uh, uh, see me from I wish I could see me from from how you see me something like that right and so when I think about myself and how I fail or I'm not good enough or I feel like I should be here but I'm still here I just sit down like uh, how do you see me <laughs> how do you see me right now because if you see me and I'm like great and I'm at the right moment where I'm supposed to be then that's how I should see me and when I lead with that everything else like literally lines up <laughs> You know, so I think that's that would be my advice. I know maybe that's not as practical. Oh, no, that is so, uh, so right on, I think. And, I, you know, I kind of observe, I love observing mindset and teachers and different perspectives. And, you know, I see so many teachers in different situations with either they're moving or their husband is sick and they're the breadwinner now and they've got mm -hmm. to provide and it stresses them out or it makes them feel <clears throat> overwhelmed. Um, and then you have teachers who are just getting into this. Anyway, there's a, there's a, a whole number of circumstances that weigh on me because mm -hmm. I, I work with these teachers and I have very similar thoughts as to, well, what do you think of yourself? Like, what you think of yourself is actually what what you're going to exactly what you said portray put out there and if you're thinking those negative thoughts that's what other people may think about you because you're putting that out there yeah. versus like how you are you just nailed it with you know who am i i'm i am enough i am good mm -hmm. <clears throat> and that's the end like period mm -hmm. and 
when we we can shift i don't know it's amazing there's so much work that can be done there with mindset and shifting our yeah. thoughts and recognizing that a circumstance does not dictate who we are but it, it really is what we believe like we can choose to believe anything we want about ourselves like it doesn't, yeah <laughs> it doesn't matter what anybody has told you ever about yourself yeah. we, can, we can actually choose to think whatever we want yeah. and in turn it it brings different action and different it can totally change your circumstance in the future so thank you so much um yeah. <clears throat> i don't know if you had anything to add to that i actually because you just brought up a uh thing there about like you know maybe teachers are like maybe their husband you know got or a spouse got sick and now they're like the main breadwinner i'm actually in that like boat right now because my husband just got laid off well he's not sick but got laid off right so there's things that are happening personally too so and this is the funniest thing because i do believe that our words have power and literally the day before he got laid off i was with a friend and i told my friend I just think that Lee and Lee's my husband saying Lee should be in a different job. He's been doing that job for the same. He could basically do it while he's sleeping. He's so good at it. And then, but but I just feel like the company he works for doesn't really tap on his like giftings and his talents. And I think that he could be, um, he could use more of his giftings and talents. You know. And I just said I feel like he's just he needs to embark on something new. And literally the next day we got word that he got laid off because his company is closing. And when my husband said that, he was like, I was like, oh great it's about time <laughs> you know and i think you know that kind of confidence comes with the daily practice of like believing that everything's gonna be okay and like have like having that deep faith that like everything's gonna be okay no matter what and so he had like a one month severance pay and that one month is basically done at end of the may and end of may and then of course june july i'm taking a break off in august because my teaching schedule i take a full month off and so i'm like Okay, so basically by August, I won't get paid. And then if you still don't have a job by then, you know, I mean, I mean, of course, I'm believing he'll have a job by then, but just in case, you know, so I'm always, you know, planning ahead. And so I've been like, you know, praying about it. And then literally, and this is, again, comes with like mindset and like believing because literally yesterday, I got an email from a commercial that I did last year. And then an email, I got an email from a production from their production saying, hey, we want to renew your spot for this commercial that you did. So when we renew your spot, you get another buyout fee for it. So they're paying me a buyout fee plus 10% because they always add an extra when they renew your spot. And that basically covers the month of June, which is crazy to me. And I was like, <laughs> I was just like, see, see, you don't got to worry. You don't got to worry. <laughs> you know, oh, it's I just confirmation that. of things like that, you know. You know, and you're such a great example. I'm also such a, a, a believer in, in God and um, in my faith practices, I believe that prayer helps us see the miracles and mm -hmm. helps open our eyes to them. Because there could be somebody who those exact same things happen to who didn't see that as anything unordinary, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. that thing that happened to you was a gift and was a blessing. And because you are so mindful and aware and prayerful, you saw it as that. Yeah. And because of that, you now see other opportunities. But I, it's just so interesting because I see people who also have these miracles happening in their lives, but because they maybe aren't as faithful, they're more on the other side of like, ah, oh, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. They don't see those things. And in turn, they, they don't, I don't know. Like, I think that it, it adds, those things can add on those mm -hmm. miracles in your life because you're aware of them. Yeah. And you then make different choices because of them. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 
tell me about your, I guess, your journey to financial freedom mm-hmm. and how, I don't know, the, I, I've also had the, the extremes on both ends of being around 100000 in debt. For me, it was student debt and the the crippling nature of that yeah um, until we had a plan and then it was like when there's the plan in place for me it was wow like there's actually light at the end of the tunnel versus feeling yeah. like your whole life you're just going to be strapped down so tell us a little bit about you mentioned when you got married you were in debt mm-hmm. and consumer student debt and consumer debt and tell me about kind of where you were at in your mindset then and how you climbed out of it yeah. So for me, uh, when I was, you know, I was born and raised in the Philippines and over there, my parents always taught me to save. They were always like savers, but also they always taught me that like, um, if you don't have it, you can't, you can't buy it. If you don't have the cash for it, you can't buy it. So I didn't really grow up in credit cards. That's just how it was for me back then. And then I moved to the U.S., and it's like there's this piece of plastic that you could just swipe and you could just grab everything and then you know and coming from you know the home in the philippines the third world country to coming to the u.s was a shock in so many different levels and one of them was like the fact that i could have nice things without having to pay for it <laughs> well you have to pay for it still but you know what i mean um and then my husband also had a lot of student debt and uh consumer debt and he moved from new york to la um in a car and crashed in his aunt's house for like months until he found a job you know everything was on credit card and all the stuff so when we got married it was like a struggle um i was i was sharing with you in in our uh, messages that <laughs> we actually when we got married we slept in our parents bedroom next to their bed on a mattress down uh, on the floor and my mom being the traditional filipino that she is she will not take off the plastic off of things because she wants to preserve everything so that mattress by the way was wrapped in plastic so every time we moved it was (laughs) oh my gosh when you got married oh that's amazing and we're like six months into our marriage, you know, that's hilarious. Um, and then we're like, okay, we need to get out of here. So we moved. So we finally moved and we found a place uh, across the street from our parents' house, which was, again, perfect timing at that time. So this is a side story, but my mom had cancer and we were right across the street from her. So I was able to take care of her a lot during that time, which was amazing. Um, she's fine now, thank God. But um that area is really bad like it's they still live there actually and it's like just not the best area there's like always like cops there there's gangs there's people selling drugs and our our apartment our studio apartment was filled with roaches there was mice it was just everything right and we lived there for a year because we were saving because at that point we were like well um, we can't find, we can't afford a really nice place in a nice area. And th- the reality is this is what we could afford so that we could still have some extra to save and put away, right? We got introduced to Dave Ramsey and that's really what s- helped us. Like literally we were like, we are going to follow this to the T and make this work for us. So that's what we did. And we, um, we paid off all of our debt. We're debt free. We started investing. So we've, we've ha- we have investment properties and all that. But for me, what that ties to is, you know, finances is such a burden, right? When you are just strapped and you feel like you can't move and you can't uh, do fun things, it really affects your mentality. It affects your emotions. It affects your creativity. And I think that the reason why I have so much energy for creativity for my studio is the fact that we don't have to worry about debt. 
you know i mean of course we have mortgage and all that stuff which is debt but we don't have the consumer debt like looming uh, above us right so that to me is so important so that you can be you can be free to to um operate in whatever it is that you're operating in whether that's just at your workplace or you're an entrepreneur or a teacher whatever that is you have more room for creativity because uh, you're not worried oh yeah. that's so good and i can imagine that you guys during that you know you kind of said and we paid off our debt that was a lot of debt and i'm sure it didn't happen in a year it happened over no. years of working on yeah. it but the everything that you learned during that time like how to communicate with your husband how to be creative how to work hard how to budget i mean there are so many principles of like just having a good marriage and, mm. and just life principles that now you can pass on to other people yeah. gosh part of me going through that was in a way grateful that i got to go through yeah. that so young you know in my 20s yeah. early tw well late 20s and because now I'm, I'm, I won't go ever back to that because I know yeah. what it's like. I mean, it's amazing that if you strap down and really like can climb out of debt, it, it, you, if you're in the debt right now, you feel like, oh, it's going to be the worst five years. But actually, like you learn so much. Yeah, you learn so much. And also like being able to do that it gives you this almost like superpower like well if i can do that i can do anything else <laughs> it so gives true. you this feeling of like this is cool <laughs> so so true and you yeah. are evidence of that and everything that you've created and for anyone listening that's like going through that right now i i personally also believe that the creation that you can come up with when when faced with a task or this mountain mm -hmm. um, often can be some of your best because yeah. you have this mountain that you have to climb over you are forced into this position of like okay like what are my skills what what can i do like what where where are my extra hours like what can i sacrifice can i sacrifice the netflix and the mm -hmm. trips and the cruises and the new cars and like it, you're forced into like a really adult way of thinking um yeah that in turn is i don't know i, I think it's worth it's worth it all <laughs> yeah and you know when we first got married um because i came from the philippines i didn't really have my papers situated yet so i couldn't really work yet too so i was actually doing a bunch of like odd jobs like i was cleaning houses i cleaned so many houses like here in the sunset in beverly hills area i pet sat i you know there were so many things i mean i have so like hilarious stories of like cleaning houses because I used some products that were wrong one time. It was hilarious. <laughs> My mom came to the rescue. <laughs> um, I, I pet sat for this dog that had like a pacemaker and had to walk them and it's up in the hills of like Beverly Hills. And one time the dog walked and just went, boom, and just completely faded. I'm like, no, no, not on my watch, not on my watch. <laughs> Just so many hilarious stories oh of these gosh. work, you know, and then I don't know, just so many different things. Walking at the mall, approaching kids for this talent scout. I was I was doing every job I could get. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so, so great. Well, thank you so much, Kat, for sharing your expertise, your passion for teaching and for music and just for, in general for being a person who creates, you know, mm. I, I think you are like such a prime example of there's no limit to what we can be interested in, what we can learn. Before our call, you mentioned you were 
doing stunt training, you know, and you're nearing 40. And that's like, you know, something that most people would tell you, don't even, tr- you know, don't even go for that. Like you, you yeah. don't fall into the right, that the right category or whatever it is. And I, I just think you're incredible. I think you're inspiring and you've just created this life that I know I'm positive <laughs> inspires so many people around you that's why you have people flocking to you <laughs> oh, thank you thank you I appreciate it I hope that you enjoyed our discussion as much as I did I just walked away from this interview going like just taking a deep breath and just feeling so grateful for all of the things that we talked about and I just want to tell you if you are going through any of these trials as far as as far as feeling like you don't have enough students or maybe you're feeling like you need community like you need support we are that's why I created teach music online for all of these reasons to give you the professional development that you need to succeed the confidence that you need to succeed because it's not only skill it actually does come down to what we talked about today which was believing in yourself and getting rid of fear and pushing forward and moving forward with the knowledge that you can succeed. So we would love to have you inside Teach Music Online. Head over to teachmusic.online forward slash invited to learn more about the courses and coaching program that all comes together. And as always, if you have any questions or you want to connect with me personally, my email is carly at teachmusic.online. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great rest of your week. Who is your business coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I created a virtual course and coaching membership called Teach Music Online that I want to invite you to join me in. With 60 plus videos, online teaching certification, monthly live group sessions, hundreds of hours of recordings, and online forums, you'll know exactly how to create a thriving online business that gives you the flexibility and freedom that I know you deserve. Plus, you'll have the support of hundreds of like-minded teachers along the way. So when you're ready to really take what you're learning on this podcast to the 10x level, then come check out the Teach Music Online membership at teachmusic.online forward slash membership. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have an amazing week and as always, happy teaching.